otherwise on SAFM. A very good day to you, Mzanzi. My name is Shadow Twala, and you're listening to Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. The show is produced by Hazel Makuzeni, and our technical producer for today is Derek Fordyce. Our contact details are 0892 102010. Email otherwise at safm.co.za. Tweets at SAFM or at Shadow Twala. Now, October 28th, we'll see the launch of the South African Teen Entrepreneurship Foundation. We speak to founder and director Lydia, Lydia Zingoni. Then Bongiwe Ndagisa reports back on her participation in the Barack Obama's Young African Leaders Initiative. They also have a call out for applications, which closes on the 7th of November. Uh, there is no lunch bite for us today uh, in order for us to accommodate the mini-budget speech by Minister Ntlantlaneni. But first now, let me go straight into welcoming Bongiwe Ndagisa. Hello, Bongiwe. Hello. I'm glad you made time for us to report back on your trip. How was it? Well, I made a promise, so I had to keep my way. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it was awesome, Shadow. It was an amazing experience. Did you uh, did you do all the things? Was it what you thought it would do for you? Yes, it was. It was, uh, and and a bit more mm-hmm. um, than what we we, we expected. So um, t- tell me when 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 the first day you arrived uh, in the U.S. as part of a team of how many were you? Uh, Five hundred. Five hundred young African leaders uh, from from all over the continent from all over the continent and uh, as we said before we were based in 20 u.s universities mm-hmm. so in in my um uh, university there were 25 of us representing 16 african countries and your university was where my university was arizona state university okay did you handpick where you wanted to go or were you just introduced to to various places yeah we were just introduced to the places Depending on your interest, on, 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 in, depending on on the program you were on, even though not all civic leadership uh, uh, leaders were in one university, we were, even though we were doing civic leadership, but we were still in different universities. But uh, I, I was based in, in Arizona. Okay, in your experience there, tell us, tell us, you arrived at University of Arizona, then what? We arrived at uh, the University of Arizona and the first thing that hit us was the heat. I've never been that hot in my <laughs> life. Uh, we, 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 we didn't, I, I had no idea that it was that hot in, in Phoenix. Uh, we were welcomed by the dean, uh, the assistant dean of the college and some students that were going to be helping us in the program. Uh, it was an amazing welcome because they had uh, well, they had our biographies, so they knew exactly who we, who we were and what our organizations were all about back in our different African countries. Mm-hmm. And then we met the other young Africans uh, from, from, from the other African countries, which was an amazing experience on its own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, when then did you get addressed by the president himself? Uh, we were in Arizona for six weeks. Um, attending like classes, doing different um, um, on, on different subjects such as uh, fundraising and um, uh, sustainable development and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And then on the seventh week, all of us, all 500 of us, 
including the, the people that we were working with in the universities, went uh, down to Washington, and we were there for about five days. Um, I think on on the second day that we arrived there, then we were addressed by the president, and the following day by, by the first lady and the Secretary of State, where one, some of the people that addressed us there. Mm-hmm. Stay on the line for me, Bongi. We need to take a break a bit, and then we'll come back and talk some more. Talking to Bongi Wendagisa on her internship at Arizona State University, where she studied civic leadership. So, what what do we call? I mean, mean, we were talking about uh, the President Obama addressing you, which must have been the highlight of your of your trip. But did do you remember what he said and how passionate he is about the young African leaders in, in in initiative? Yes, uh, I, I, I was, I was, yeah, we were very, very impressed by the president, and uh, he is very passionate about this program. And uh, just to say that uh, the main thing that I walked away with uh, for me there was that really Africa depends uh, on its young people. They are the ones that are going to shape and make Africa a, a better place to live in. Mm-hmm. So it, it's up to us. We were given this opportunity then to, to be trained on all of this and to come together as young Africans and, and just have a talk with each other in, in, in planning or discussing what things, what issues that we need to deal with in making Africa better and also how, where, do, where do we go from here? We've been together and we've been trained and we've built this network. Then what next? What do we do when we get back home? So it's up to us. Uh, the, 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 the Americans have done their bit. They've supported us. But then what do we do as young Africans to make our own continent to be uh, peaceful and, 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 and develop it uh, as, as young Africans? But then, it, and, and I'm glad to hear you say that because you have already uh, been working and you founded Gwenzegila Community Development Center in your community. And I wonder then if this, this internship helped you grow your reach within your community. It definitely did, uh, Shadow. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm sort of some kind of a celebrity now. <laughs> <laughs> Within the community, having been, uh, you know, when when you come from the rural areas, people don't think much. Uh, people think you are disadvantaged by being uh, from the rural areas. Mm-hmm. This has made young people to speak up and think, oh, okay, I can do something as well. You know, I can get out of here. And, and maybe even coming back to the rural area and helping out my community can take me to some places because I think if I had remained in my job that I did in Johannesburg, I wouldn't have had this opportunity. Hmm. Now that I have young people, I'm uh, encouraged to think, okay, this has happened to somebody that we know that we live with in the area. So it means I can also do something uh, important with my life. I can also be able to access this kind of thing. So it, 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 has, it has made such a, a huge difference in my life personally because now people are coming up to me, really, you've been to America, you know. <laughs> it's like, it, it, for some people it's unbelievable to just think somebody from, from Zolo would be, would be able to get to America. Now tell me, um, how are you then uh, doing the work, your work better? Uh, and I know you say you're mentoring younger people, but I, I want to know what your day is like and how how you're applying what you've learned in the various services you offer at your center. Okay. 
the very first thing uh, Shadow, that I really learned was uh, mostly about the, the, the board of governance uh, within large NGOs and NGOs that we work with and and also being able to work with with volunteers because uh, my organization works with volunteers mm -hmm. so i'm working with mostly young young people that are younger than i am and then the, the really few um older people so it, it's coming together first of all and sharing with them uh, what it is that you, we've learned there about about the open governance about being transparent about about how do we then sustain what we've already built, how mm. do we grow from, and then how to build networks, because I think that was a, a major thing. Mm. How do we build networks within, uh, with other young people within our areas? How do we, how do we connect with people outside our area that we can learn from and then maybe pull them in to help us in building our own society and learning from what they have done to build their society. So it's it opened our minds in knowing that it's not just about us within solo, but we can also reach out to other people. We can connect with people from outside. We can share ideas because uh, this has opened a huge network mm -hmm. that we can also tap into and get to get advice from other young people that we've met in, in within the fellowship and others that, that didn't uh, necessarily go to America but that are part of the network mm -hmm. that we can share our ideas and learn from them and then bring it and then contextualize it for our own people because you know we're working in different areas for rural areas how does this work for us in the rural areas mm -hmm. and, and, and this is now getting young people much more interested in being part of what we're doing and of course, the, the, there's a larger group of, the, there's a larger network on the continent itself yes. that uh, exists and some you traveled with. Did you find anyone that was doing similar work to yourself? Yes, yes, there were a couple. I was very inspired by a guy from um, Ghana, uh, uh, his name was Frank, um, because I'm very, also very interested in education, also how to get the young people to read. You know, mm -hmm. Frank uh, told me that I started uh, with a bicycle, with eight books, taking them to different houses to encourage young people to read. Now I'm reaching about 800 uh, wow. uh, young uh, kids who wow. have spelling bees and things like that. I was very inspired about that because I had this on my mind, but I didn't know how to go about doing it to get them reading. So I, 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 I spoke to Frank and then I learned what he's done and I'm coming back we are going to be kicking that program up in early next year. Well, if you need if you need us to start collecting books for you, I'm sure we, we will be happy to do that. That, that would be awesome, Shadow, because those are the things that we're going to need. We're definitely going to need books that we're going to distribute out to this group. Fantastic. Now, somebody is listening because the, the, the applications have, have been open since the 7th of October for the 2015 Mandela Washington Fellowship, huh? Yes. And um, what would you say to would-be applicants, you know, um, who should apply? Because I don't want them thinking they all have to come from rural areas, simply because we're talking to you who comes from a rural area. But it's, it's good if they also come from a rural area. But what, what would your advice be? Who should apply? Okay. Anybody who's between, of course, the ages of 25 and 35 uh, can apply. Anybody who's a leader in some way in, in his or her community. It could be in business, it could be in civic leadership, 
it could be in public administration. I think they they really looking uh, for people that are in public uh, administration to 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 apply, mm-hmm. uh, and and those that are of course from the rural areas. So if you are a young person feeling that you are making a difference within your community or within the place that you are at, it is an opportunity for you to to apply. I would encourage them to really take this opportunity because it is an opportunity of a lifetime. They must apply. And of course, let me just say, rural people, rural um, young people should also really apply and, 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 and have this amazing experience. Now, I forget that I spoke to you, but some people may not have been listening at the time when we first spoke before your internship to the U.S. Um, you founded Gwenzagila Community Development Center. What does your center do? Gwenzagila uh, Community Development Center is based in Sidwadwene in Zolo. We work with the young people. First of all, we train them on, on computer literacy, mm-hmm. uh, trying to bridge the gap uh, between, you know, kids that are in the urban areas and those that are in rural areas. We, I figured out because I experienced it myself that I only managed to get to touch a computer after my metric. Mm-hmm. So we, we wanted them to be prepared as they go to university or as they finish high school at least. They have the background knowledge of computers. We we also work with them educationally. We support them. We have a, a metric support program where we get uh, students that have finished university or that are at university to help them with the critical subjects. We get them involved in sporting activities. We have issues with drugs and alcohol abuse within our areas. So we get people kids involved in sporting activities so that they, they have something else to do rather than going to sleep. In the shippings, we we have um, uh, so we have a soccer, netball, the cricket, and we are just setting up a baseball team uh, right now. So we we have those programs that are are really based uh, in, in trying to to give the kids in rural areas opportunities as well. That when they finish school, at least you have the knowledge of a computer. If you can't go to school, you have an opportunity to find a job. Mm. Who designs the kind of programs you have? Are they are they are they specifically designed for you, or is it you respond to a need? It was a response to a need. Uh, 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 as I said, I grew up in that same area myself, and I saw what uh, hopelessness means in, in 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 rural areas. What it is that the kids in the rural areas uh, are needing. So we sat as a community and we decided what it is that we can do to help, uh, to, 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 to at least give back to the community what we can. And the main thing was like, we need to be, uh, to know how to use technology because the world out there uses technology and being in the rural areas where you have to pay about 20 rand to go to Mtata to make a copy, why don't we bring these services into the rural area so that people will be able to access them without having to pay a lot of money to get to town. So it was, it was really a response to a need. Now, obviously you need funding to do all of this. How do you give all these services? Where do you find help? And is, is, is it forthcoming? Uh, it's very, very slow, Shadow. It is coming. There are people that have really supported us. We have the Color Trust that is in PEs that 
when we just started the organization, they heard about that, what we were doing, and they came forward and they said, this is the kind of thing we're wanting to do. We want people who already started something, not people who are thinking of doing something. Mm-hmm. So we are here, we will help you. So they supported us with buying some computers and, and, and to pay for our running costs and to do some of the trainings that we had to, to undergo as an organization. So Ikala Trust have been there with us, but we have other, other uh, my mentor, uh, Cynthia Hugo, uh, is also helping to organize us funding. It's not enough, it's not anywhere enough, but at least we are here and we are doing something. We thought if funding comes, it will find us on the way. Let's keep going and doing the work that we, we can do, and then funding will come. So we are still looking for funding because we're also supporting kids to go to colleges. We have about 10 kids that are at college in, 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 in Udenhaig, uh, Cape Midlands College. So we have to pay for their, for their accommodation and transport mm, there. Mm. So we, we, we need those kinds of funding because uh, we're trying to help as many kids as we can. Well, we, we wish you all the best and, and, and thank you for talking to us. If people need to get hold of you, Bongiwe, how do they find you? Okay, um, I, I can, uh, I'll leave uh, our email address is kwenzegilecdc um, at gmail.com. Kwenzegilecdc. Kwenzegilecdc at gmail.com. Okay, do you have a website? Uh, the uh, website is uh, kcdc at wasaonline.com. KCDC. Uh, sorry, kcdc at wasaonline.co.za. At wasaonline.co.za. Yes. Fantastic. Well, congratulations once more. You're doing amazing work. And we'll talk to you soon. I think you're going to be doing some great things. So we hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you very much, Shadow. But let me just say again to the young people, they must apply before the, the, the 5th of November, before the application closes. It is an opportunity of a lifetime. And I'll give them that website. Thank you, Bongiwe. Thank you very much. Take Thank care. Bye-bye. Bye. That website for applications is uh, youngafricanleaders.state.gov, G-O-V. Youngafricanleaders.state.gov. Now I'm about to speak with Lydia Zingoni, founder and director of South African Teen Entrepreneurs. Lydia, hello, welcome. Thank you for having me. Lydia, you know, all of us know that uh, so many matriculants are going to be writing exams and there's already a huge number of young people who are not employed. And how will we, will these matriculants be absorbed into the workplace? But we hear these things and we do nothing about it. And you then decide, oh, SA Teen Entrepreneur Foundation. Yes, um, we have been looking at how best we can put in a culture of entrepreneurship in young people. We've been on this journey for the last five years. Mm. But I think with the statistics which you've just said to us now, that all these young people who are coming and they're not going possibly to get jobs, how can we address that? A number of ears, a number of policymakers are now listening to us. We have got a solution. Mm-hmm. What's your solution? Our solution is to instill a culture of entrepreneurship whilst these kids are still in school. Mm-hmm. We need them to have to start not looking out but look at themselves to say, look, how can I empower myself so that I can look at the opportunities and gaps in the market and then convert that into how I can then uh, get advantage and, and get 
you know, something out of that. And you can only instill a culture of entrepreneurship or a culture of creativity whilst a child is very young. And we need to do that in South Africa, across the whole nation. I know you're launching on the 28th and maybe you want to keep the big idea for that, for, for, for the 28th. But I want to know how you're going to be able to do these things just as a foundation or are you then engaging the Department of Education to do this with you? This is not going to be a one-man show. This is where we really need everyone, the business community, the Minister of Education, or Minister of Education, the parents, the community leaders, and the children themselves. What we are creating, entrepreneurial societies, and launching it again the first, on the 28th of October, is that opportunity for us to be able to attract and attain and, and, and into our young people whilst they're still at school. Remember, there are about 27,000 high schools in, 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 in South Africa, more mm. than that schools in South Africa. If you say how many kids are those, you're looking at about 14, 15 million young, young lives which you can impact whilst they're still in that framework of education. So the, edu- the education becomes a big tapping uh, environment for us to be able to instill a culture of entrepreneurship. So that culture comes through what? Are you skilling them or are you... Are you... Okay, how it will work is that we will create societies within the schools, within each school, the uh, entrepreneurial society. The entrepreneurial society will have a, a champion who can be one of the teachers who has shown some traits of entrepreneurship. And then he can recruit maybe 20 to 50 young kids. And then we then come in and train those young kids to find out where they can find business ideas. And then we can then go into the other things of developing that idea, run some uh, businesses with them. And obviously, other kids will be watching. If you are in a debating club, you'll be saying, look, I want to be in the entrepreneurial club. Mm -hmm. And obviously, once we do that in every school, it would mean that all those little nucleuses, we've got 27,000 uh, hot, uh, entrepreneur hotspots, definitely that will have an impact on all the, the kids in those schools. So that's where we want to start. I think it's a novel idea. So when do you begin this, this beautiful... Because then you, you're getting not only the children from their own societies, but the community around them then starts having their own societies. What we can, you know, what is envisaged is that once we have a society in the, in the school, because these kids, we workshop them in the business idea generation, we're going to say to them, look, what is not working in your society? Where do you want to see yourself? How, and how, what are your talents? What are your skills which you can use in your, com- in your own community? And those we can then turn into business ideas and then we can turn them into legal business. And definitely that will impact the, so- the society and the community because they'll be looking out. If if they don't have transport, how can they address that? If they don't have vegetables in their community, how can they address that? If they don't have, you know, all, obviously that will outflow in the communities. Now, who protects their business ideas? Who protects their, you know, the, 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 because they will be in a society. So obviously we, we will have, if there's an IP to be registered, that will be then registered. We have, that's why I'm saying that this is not a one-man show. Mm, we mm. have business um, uh, mentors who will be around who can, uh, you know, help them. We have also the, the legal departments who can actually help them if they come up with a good business idea where they think, okay, where we think that there's IP to be protected. Those frameworks need to be done. And we cannot do it alone. That's why we are launching so that... We can get chapters of people within each province to look at how best we can drive this thing. But stopping and saying, look, it's too much of a novel idea, it's not really going to help this country. We really need to start and we need to start now. 
I love the passion that I hear in your voice. How do people participate and become ambassadors of, of your of, of your SA Teen Entrepreneurship Foundation? Well, uh, you know, we do have a website, which is teenentrepreneur.co.za, uh, but also we want, you know, we, we need resources. If you are from an IT company, maybe, you know, we also need resources. If you are from a, a business uh, department, we might also need some uh, some funding because these societies will definitely need, you know, some kind of infrastructure. If you are starting off a debating club or a chess club, you need the chess board. So obviously these societies are going to need um uh, some infrastructure put in. The schools might give us the space, but obviously they will need training, which will be one part which will need some help. Mm-hmm. They will need some infrastructure, which might be a computer or, or, or you know, some, some desk for mm-hmm. whatever they might require. Depending, each, each model is going to be completely different. They might also require branding if a corporate wants to do that. There'll be entrepreneurial society so that this thing shines to the whole uh, school as they are in, in that society. And you know, the, I, I know everyone wants funding to do one thing or another. And I'm thinking already in the townships, especially you, and not only in the townships, everybody everywhere understands how a stock fell works. Mm-hmm. And maybe each community then can be asked to, while the big funds are, w- are waited for, each community can start contributing to some kind of stock fell or each society for that matter in order to, 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 to get what they want as opposed to waiting for somebody else to, to, to give. We are not going to let them wait because already we want to instill them, you know, the cult of entrepreneurship, which is a cult of creativity and mm. how they can start. Obviously, if they are things within their school which they can do to earn money so that they can start this society. We're going to encourage that. Mm-hmm. Um, if they've got something, something you know, maybe they can start maybe even if it's uh, going out in the community and say that we are raising money to start our own. Oh, Lydia, I think, I think I've lost you. Lydia, are you still there? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. There you are. Lydia, you, you just give us your, your company background because you, you keep on saying we, we, we. And I know you're the founder and director of SA Teen Entrepreneurship. But just give us some background in your, your, your capacity. In my capacity, because uh, I, I come in from an academic institution. Initially, I was actually the director for CPUT libraries, ah. uh, where we were giving information or uh, creating information for university students. But what I saw was that young people were coming in looking for information on how to set up businesses. And I realized that if they are already at university looking for this information, should we not be giving this information whilst they're still young? Mm-hmm. That's where my passion started to say, look, we can look at our own kids here and make sure that they do get that information and possibly create their own businesses because they are now at university and they can get that training. But what is happening nationally around entrepreneurship, around uh, getting information through to these young kids? And that's got me onto a journey which I am still on five years on now. Uh, looking at how, and what I found on the ground was that there wasn't much going on. And up to now, there's a lot not going on. And obviously, my passion has been to instill a culture of entrepreneurship in young people across South Africa, but primarily teenagers, because I know that that is the years when they are more creative. Fantastic. Well, we'll we wish you all the best at your launch, and I hope you reach as many young people as possible. And we'll give out your website, which is how people can get hold of you, right? Yes, thank you very much. Uh, www.teenentrepreneur.co.za Fantastic. Thank you for your time, Lydia. Thanks for having me. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.
Wow, I love the passion in her voice. She's raring to go. So there you have it, www.teenentrepreneur.co.za.